0: Oh, how I've missed my sacred as fuck people in this conversation and this, this sacred container, the thing that, the, you know, I created this podcast so that I had a place where I felt free to say what I wanted to say, because at the time that I created it, it was right when, you know, lockdown was imminent and Facebook was blocking lots of stuff. And, uh, yeah, it just, uh, I wanted a place of my own where I could come and say whatever the fuck I want and say it, however the fuck I want to say it. And not for the sake of, uh, indulgence, but for the sake of making a difference. That's why I opened my mouth. Why I open my mouth is because I hear something or see something or feel something and know that if there's a, there's a, there's a calling, there's a pull within me to address it, to say something that I'm meant to do that. I'm meant to the thing that I'm called to do or pulled to do. I meant, I am meant for it and it's meant for me. So this series, I don't know how many series of interviews there are going to be. But this is going to be me sharing about my conscious uncoupling process. So we have not, we have not informed everyone in our family yet. Once we do that, we'll be sending out, you know, an email or a social media post, letting our friends and our communities know that we have decided to end our marriage. We're ending it with probably more love and respect than we started it. We've gone through the very beautiful and also challenging process of conscious uncoupling. Uh, the book is by Catherine Woodward Thomas, the same name, Conscious Uncoupling. And you may or may not have heard about it from Gwyneth Paltrow back in like 2012. That was the first time I had heard it when she ended her marriage with Chris Martin. So me being me, and I'm not going to do anything that isn't highly conscious. That isn't the most, the highest possible outcome for everyone involved. I'm not going to do this from ego. I'm not going to do this from victim. I'm going to do this from the highest possible place of love, respect, and reverence for my partner of 19 years and also the father of my children. And we are ending this version of our relationship and we are creating the next version. He will always be my family. I will always be his family. I honor and respect and love him and we honor and respect each other enough to end our marriage So that we could thrive separately. And so I've learned, I've learned so much through this process. There were moments when I was going through it, which I'll be sharing more and more about, about, about the process. Um, just to give you insight into it, I highly recommend that anyone thinking about Ending a a relationship, a significant relationship like a marriage. Go through this process. This was the hardest thing that I think I've ever done and the most rewarding and the most impactful and the most loving and the most respectful. There were moments when I wished that I could have just been angry at him and blamed him for everything because it would have been less heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to end a relationship from a place of love. It's heartbreaking because it feels it 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 feels like when you do the work, what's required of this process is for each of us individually to do our own work, to heal some inner wounds, some to recognize and acknowledge some traumas from our past, some patterns that we had developed. I saw things that I thought I had already dealt with. I saw things newly. I'm always going to be a student. I'm never going to get to the peak of any mountain. I'm never going to get to the top and go, I made it. I know all the shit there is to know. I'm never going to have any heartache and life's going to be easy. That's not my journey. I'm not saying life, life is easy when you're, when you're awake. Just put it that way. Life is alive and full and authentic and real when you are fucking conscious. When you do your own goddamn work, when you stop blaming other people for shit, when you take good hard looks in the mirror over and over and over and over again, we never get to the top. We never get to the top. So I wanted to start talking about it. I uh, probably won't release this episode until everyone's been informed. <clears throat> We've given you know, the hardest the hardest thing I've ever done as a parent is to sit our girls down and, and have that conversation with them. And that was the hardest thing I've done since I birthed them, quite honestly. Uh, it was heartbreaking. It was devastating. It was gut-wrenching. And doing it in this way where we, you know, are aligned and we're coming from a place of love and respect and there isn't any bad mouthing anyone. There isn't any villain. There is no one wrong. Um it's harder. It's harder. It's harder to sit on the couch that you've sat on for, you know I'll make you do math, fifteen years. With your, with your husband and, and tell your kids that you're, you're getting divorced. It takes so much courage. And, um, I highly recommend the path of highest, highest consciousness in any part of life. In any part of life. That's just, that's just my jam, you know? But it was hard and it was heartbreaking, and it was devastating, and then, like any pain, it crested, and then it faded, and I'm not saying it's gone, because it's not gone, because there will be iterations of this, and ramifications, and outcomes, and impacts, and, but it, the height of it crested, and then softened. The sadness started to go away a little bit. They realized that not a whole lot's going to change. Even, you know, especially now the way that the current real estate market is in August of 2022. Um, we're just not going to make any moves until we see what's happening. And that's hard and challenging in its own way. Um, but it's what's best for our family right now. And we'll always be family. He'll always be my family. There's no reason for me to lose the family that I married into. There's no reason for me to lose my in-laws and have him lose my family. Um, so we're navigating this new, new terrain and I'll actually be bringing my conscious uncoupling coach who's just just a phenomenal human being this process is just it's revolutionary really it's transformational it's yeah so I wanted to it's already been nine and a half minutes already I wanted to come in and create what I'm calling the uncoupling chronicles and um, one of the things that I've learned through this process is some of the deep and very old wounds that I have with men and specifically with alpha men, with dominant men. Um, My dad was an alpha male and I highly desire to be in relationship with an alpha male. Not right now. I'm not looking for a relationship, but I am looking to heal my trauma heal some wounding that I have with that type of man. Because while I have wanted that sort of man, I have also been like completely afraid and intimidated and like just like i won't I wouldn't go go near that with a ten foot a ten foot pole so what i'm what I realized is that the first alpha man that I actually was in relationship with was the boyfriend that I lost my virginity to, and I lost that in a way that was not respectful, and I lost that in a way that was not okay, and I decided after that, that I would not put myself in positions with those kinds of men. And I'd ha- I haven't since. And so I've been in relationships with nice guys, kind, um, not that alpha men can't be kind, and they, I know that they can, um, nice guys, kind guys, but also non-dominant I've been the masculine one in every single one of my relationships and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's not what I want. It's what I feel I need to do. I, excuse me. It's what I have felt I needed to do up until now because it was so threatening for me because I didn't want to be with someone who I didn't trust and I was afraid of. So I chose men that I knew that I could control and manipulate and dominate. It's not a fun it's not a fun realization to come to, but it's an empowering one, especially because I desire to be with a um a, a masculine man who I allow to lead. I allow I choose to have him lead. Um and all of this is so fucking new for me. It's insane. It's ridiculous. It's crazy but I've wanted it my whole life. So this is the next, this is the next leg of my journey um, as far as sex and intimacy and connection and who I choose to do those things with. And um, yeah, just seeing just this massive pattern of choosing men that I was either older than or more educated than or had a stronger personality than or had my shit more together than like I was always I always put myself in positions where I was being I was leading in the relationship and I can hear like my feminist ladies because it, it it operates, you know, it, it it triggers it for me too. You know, gender roles and gender norms and and all of these things. And there are things I can tell you that I desire that I have never experienced in a relationship with a man that's healthy. That's healthy. And so, that's that's my next that's my next phase and my next journey. What, you know, what would it look like for me to be soft and vulnerable and open and trusting? Did I already say feminine? (laughs) To to not, to not dominate, to not control, to trust. And even as I say these words right now, it's it's August 8th, it's 8, 8, 2022. It's the Lion's Gate today. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? Because it goes against all of the ways of being that I've established in my life, and what i'm what I'm understanding is that my relationship with men, that untrusting controlling i'm gonna dominate you, you're not going to dominate me. I say how this goes, all of that has gotten in the way of my life in other areas like in my business, receiving, receiving money, abundance, clients. I know that there's a connection and this is like my, I just, I get to discover this because this is, this is super fun. Super fun. I said, Oh my God. So super fucking confronting and challenging. And today is the, was the first day of my new program called the threshold and it's a four week program. And, It's all about, you know, having the courage to take the next step into something new or big or different or scary. You know, we, we we're on the edge of a precipice. We're on the the precipice or the edge of something. And we want to make decisions and choices and, and take actions to move forward in our life. So that's what the program is, is, is teaching. And today was session one. And it was all about our relationship with death, our relationship with fear. What do we do when we're confronted by something that is threatening or or that we're afraid of and there's there's the ego deaths right so for me big massive ego deaths are around you are not going to dominate me you're not going to control me you're not going manip- to manipulate me le- manipulate me because you are not going to hurt me so I put up this very strong front. And I, um, you know, I've, up until now, up until my commitment to fucking take this shit on, I have been the dominant one. And I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I feel like I, I have felt like I've had to be. So this next version of Kristen gets to be open and trusting and vulnerable and soft so i made a commitment that i was actually going to do the work with my students um, in this new program so i did and what came through was me committing to being soft to soften around shit to ask myself am i being soft right now can i soften can i when I think of soften, it's like this c- completely open way of being. And I have been anything but that with men. I mean, so this is the journey. This is the journey for myself to go into these soft corners, vulnerable, unprotected, un, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the armor the armor is coming off the you're not going to fuck me over is coming off the, all of my defense mechanisms i'm i'm choosing to put to the side what kind of a maniac does <laughs> one who's committed one who's committed out of her mind to having the things that she says that she wants that's who so come with me on my on this journey the uncoupling chronicles will be just me sharing about this process um what i'm experiencing in my love and intimate and sex life and the reason why i'm sharing it is so that it can make a difference for, for someone else that's why i open my mouth that's what i said at the beginning i open my mouth because i know this could impact another woman or another man and so that's why i do what i do So, I don't know, put your seatbelt on, buckle up. This is going to be some kind of a fucking wild ride. I'm looking forward to it. I have had some already in the last six weeks, major bumps and bruises along this path. It is not, it has not, that ego does not fucking want to go down. That ego does not want to die easy. That ego is like, I will fucking end you. You know how many times in my mind I have said, I will fucking end you. Like that is my position. That has been my position. You are not going to end me. I will end you first. It's very, very Italian New York mobster kind of mentality. So I'm not going to be ending anyone except for my ego in multiple small and probably large little deaths along the way. So I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to have um, my voice on this topic because it's been something that I've wanted to be talking about and out of respect for our process, obviously would not, could not share. And so I get to I get to share for the sake of opening something up for someone and maybe that's you. So I will end it here and um I'll see you I'll see you next time.